Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. This morning, before I bring up gaze this morning, before I bring up gaze this morning, Mrs. Funtoy is in the house. Let's celebrate of one God. <laughs> them were in church about a year ago and um, we were at the other side then. and now we're here amen glory to God and I heard that they were coming so I said wow we'll have such wonderful gifts coming to Abuja we should benefit from that blessing here this morning Mrs. Futo is such a phenomenal woman extremely extremely graced I've seen what she does I've seen how much she imparts people She's an author of about how many books now? Five books. Five books. Authored five books. What a blessing. Touching young people, touching people all over the place, tearing up people to push you after purpose. There's so much I would say about her in a minute, but you are such an absolutely blessed blessing to us. Not just to us as a church, but the body of Christ. Would you please rise on your feet and please celebrate this woman of God as I bring up off the stage now. Come on, come on, you can do better. You can do better, please. Please rise on your feet. If you are not standing now, come on, look at me. Rise on your feet. Let's celebrate God's gift. Come on. Amen. She's going to take us for the first dose this morning for about 15, 20 minutes. I told her she's going to speak to us. She didn't want to, but she must. So please bless us. Let's give her a warm welcome as us here. Good morning, everyone. Please have your seats. Thank you so much, Pastor Philip. I truly honor you. I love you. I celebrate you. Actually, Supernatural Life Church is our second church. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? Every Sunday we watch our church and then we watch Supernatural Life Church. So I'm super honored to be here. I celebrate you, sir. And I celebrate you, Pastor Fumi. I truly love you and honor you. Thank you for this. And I also celebrate the wings. The wind beneath my wings, the sugar in my tea, the butter in my bread. Thank you for letting me soar. I love you. I honor you. I celebrate you. Good morning, everyone. I celebrate you all. Thank you so much. <laughs> Please put your hands together for my husband. I'll just give a short advice to singles. Marry a fine Jesus man. Marry a fine Jesus boy. Your life will never, ever be the same again. <laughs> you guys can relate, Abby. Half of us, in fact, all of the things that I'm doing, yes, I mean, to the glory of God, but really, majorly because I married my husband. I married my own husband. You know, so really, you don't want, as a single person, you know, you don't want to miss it when it comes to marriage. So marry. Don't just marry, don't marry anybody. Marry a, remember I said, find Jesus. 
<laughs> All right. Um, I'm so honored once again to be here. Thank you so much for um, Let's just say a short prayer. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, for this time of fellowship in your presence. We welcome you. We thank you for another opportunity to gather at your feet. We pray that you open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts to receive this morning in Jesus' name. And this song just comes to my heart again. We will rise in your name. I don't you reign on high. We will rise, we will rise in your name, in your name. I don't you reign on high. The only way that we can rise is in his name. The only way that we can rise is in the name of Adonai. So take that song again with that understanding that you're rising and you're breaking new ground. It's only in the name of Adonai. I will rise in your name. Adonai. Adonai. I will rise, I will rise in your name. I don't you reign on Thank you, God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, we're afraid. Okay, so this morning we're talking about breaking new grounds, breaking new grounds, right? And Usually, the Holy Spirit speaks to me most of the time in acronyms. So I'm just going to, you know, share from what he has shared with me using breaking for break. So we are going to take the acronym for break as inspired by the Spirit. So number one thing that we must understand as believers who are ready to break new grounds in this new era and in this new year and in this new decade that we have stepped into is that we must be bold. Be for bold. Scripture says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. You know, in these times that we have entered into, there are so many things that would make you afraid. There are so many things that will want to scare you. There are so many things that want to frighten you. There are so many things that will just want to make you just stay, you know, just stay in your house and say, you know what, well, let Jesus come. Let's be going to heaven. How many people have, you know, have had that situation? You know, well, please let Jesus come. Let's come and be going to heaven. But God is saying that in these times, we must be bold. Proverbs 28 verse 1 says, The righteous are as bold as a lion. Our God, our Father, our Daddy, our King is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And a lion does not give birth to cats. So in the face of challenges, in the face of the seeming gloom and darkness, you have to be bold. Lions roar. The lion is not scared of the economic condition of the forest. The lion is not afraid of the opinions of pigs and lizards and other animals. The lion would you'll be there or it might be hungry for days and months. But nothing faces him. Nothing scares him. And scripture says that the righteous must be bold as a lion. 
So this is the time when we must arise. If you're going to break new ground, you're going to take over new territories. If God has put a city or a territory or a nation in your hand, this is the time for you to be bold and go right after it. You know, scripture says in Psalms chapter 2, I think, that we should ask him for the nations. He did not say that we should ask him for bread and butter and those things are, those are what even people ask for. He don't say we should ask him for shoes and clothes and private jets. He said, ask me for the nations. It takes boldness to ask for nations. It takes boldness to ask God, God, give me Africa. God, give me Europe. God, give me Asia. So what are you asking God for? If it's less than a nation, it's too small. It's too small. God, give me Africa. I want to take over this land for you. Through my business, through my work, through my ministry. I want to take over this nation for you. Sons ask for nations. Children ask for bread. Where do you belong? I want God to give me nations. I want to take over lands for God. I want to take over nations for my king. That's why we are here. The devil is not joking. He's not here sitting down and strategizing how to, you know, how to take people. He's not, he's, not, he's not after your money. The devil is after territories. Now, when we are talking about breaking new ground, ground refers to territories and nations and land. So this is not the time to play small. If you've been thinking about just yourself, your cute family, and your two dogs, it's time to step it up. It's time to go after the nation. The heart of the Father is burning for nations. So ask him, Father, what nation do you want me to take over for you? That's the question of sons. What land do you want to give to me? What land should I take over for your name and glory? So this is the year to be bold. Bold in your asking. You go before your father, the king, the lion. Father, what territory are we taking over this year? What territory are we taking over this year? Yesterday, um, Pastor Philip was at our event. Thank you so much, sir. Be calibrate. And during the event, we inaugurated our Abuja branch of 528 Interiors. And... It was actually, um, it was actually a, was a tall order for me when God, towards the end of last year, you know, God started to tell, talk to me about, oh, it's time to go to Abuja. Honestly, I'm like, I did not, he didn't kill Angela Abuja, like, Lagos is okay, you know, we are doing, but God started to tell, talk to me that it's time to move to Abuja, and I took the leap of faith, and he made a way, and we are here already. So you need to be bold about the dreams and the visions that God is placing in your heart. Don't feel like you're too small. I love that scripture we read in Judges about Gideon. Gideon gave God all the excuses. I'm the smallest. I don't have money. My family is the youngest. Blah, 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 blah. This is not the year for excuses. There's such an urgency in the spirit. Please, can you remind me when I'm 15 minutes gone? There's such an urgency in the spirit that the devil is not even joking anymore. He's not after small, small things. He's after big, big, big things. So this is the year you must be bold. And you must take over. You must think big. I love Marshall Evans' definition of big. Big means built in God. B-I-G. God is such a big God. And because we are his kings, we are his kids rather, a lion cannot give birth to a cat. We must step into that bigness of God. 
We must step into that. So this year, number one, boldness. You must be bold and courageous to go after the big things that God has placed in your heart. Don't feel like you're too small. Don't feel like, the truth is, it's not even about you. It's not even about your capacity. God is so amazing that he will give you a vision. He will provide the provision for, make the provision for the vision. Send the people that will help you to do the vision. He has already finished, completed the vision already. Your own is just to, he just needs you, he just needs your vessel to fulfill the vision. So it's really not about you and your capacity. God just needs you to be available. He doesn't need you to be qualified. He doesn't need you to have 100 million or 30 billion in your account. Mm -mm. Are you available? Yes. So whatever big dreams that God has placed in your heart, this is the year that you'll be bold about pursuing them. Praise God. The next thing is, remember I said I'm taking the acronym for break, is R. R stands for rest. See, in the kingdom, we don't pursue. We operate from a place of rest. Let's quickly open to Isaiah 30 verse 15. Isaiah 30 verse 15. Okay, it says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And ye would not, verse 16. But he said, No, for we will flee upon us. Therefore shall ye flee, and we will ride upon the swift. Therefore shall they that pursue you be swift. Can we do the message version? I love the message version. Do we have a message? Okay, let me. Okay, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. Sister, can you hold on there? Yes, he says, stop your silly efforts to save yourself. Stop all this hustle mentality. It's not for children of the kingdom. It's not for children of the king. He says, in returning and rest, the answers that you are looking for is in you returning and resting in him. All this also, also, also. Let me look for you. are looking for one uncle to call, to connect you, to give you a job, to give you whatever. He says, return and rest. Stop your silly efforts to save yourself. Please, I can't help I love it. Absolutely. So good. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> Mm. So good. So good. It says, You said we will ride off on fast horses. Do you think? It says, Okay, no, you rush off. All right, just not far enough. Do you see that? What is your hustle and bustle? It's just going to, it's not going to take you far enough. So, this is not the year to be hustling and bustling. This is the year to return and rest in him. 
everything, you know, scripture says that we've, we, are the, um, um, we are the handwork of God created in him to do the good works which he has preordained for us to do. Before you came here, God already had your life, your entire life all planned out. So you are just living out the script. So it is in resting in him that he will begin to download to you the script of your life. It's not in going up and down, hustling and bustling. You know, last year with the whole pandemic, everybody was scared. Everybody was going, Elta Skeeter, what are we going to do? Our businesses are... He just, you know, God just used that pandemic to show us that really without him, we are nothing. Without him, all the people that have that are billionaires and that private, what could they do with their money? Nothing. So this hustling and bustling is not going to get you so far. He says, in returning and rest, that's where your answers are. The answers to the questions in your heart, the solutions you are looking for, for your work, for your business, for your ministry, they are right in him. So this year we operate from a place of rest. Scripture says in Hebrews that we labor to enter into rest. So the labor that we are permitted to labor is that labor of entering into the rest. When you operate from a place, when you operate from a place of rest, then it's so it's so it's so different. You operate from a place of ease. People are just wondering, ah, this person, how is she doing all of this? How is she balancing? That's the question. How is she balancing? How is because you're operating from a place of rest. And that rest means that it's the Holy Spirit that is doing the work. It's the one doing the work through you. You are just there being a yielded vessel. It says, go, you go. And you know this scripture, if you read further down the scripture, it says you would hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way to go. Walk in it. So if you are not in that place of rest, you cannot hear any voice. If your mind is jumping up and down, thinking of what to do, how to make money, how to do this, how to go here, how to, you cannot hear the voice. In our generation, we need to learn how to steal our steal. How to S-T-E-A-L, your S-T-I-L-L. Our generation is too noisy. There's so much noise. And you know, we've entered into the information decade, so there's an overload of information. Some are good, some are useless. You need to be still so that the Holy Spirit can guide you into all truth. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. There are truths and there are truths. But the Holy Spirit is the one who will guide you into the truth. But if, if, if you're not still, if you're not at a state of rest, you can't hear his voice. You can't receive his guidance. So this year, we're going to be bold and we are going to rest. Say to yourself, I am not going to hustle this year. Uh, okay, guys, want to also. I am not going to hustle this year. So leave the hustling mentality to the people of the world. Let them be hustling. Because as, king, as the king's kid, we profess superior solutions. And those superior solutions are only gotten from a place of rest, from the secret place where we abide, where we dwell. So you will bring forth answers. There, there, there will be challenges in your offices and you will bring forth solutions and they will be wondering, how did you think of this thing? Where did you get it from? And then you will tell them, no, me, I, just, I just rest, I just abide. And that's even an opportunity to draw men onto God. Do you see? So we are going to be bold. We are going to rest. The next is E. And E stands for excellence and enterprising. Excellence and enterprising. I really love to say that excellence is not something that you do. Excellence is a spirit. 
You either have it or you don't have it. Daniel chapter 6 verse 3 says of Daniel. Can we quickly open it? Daniel 6 verse 3. Okay. It says, um, then this Daniel, I love this verse so much, it says, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps. Why? Because an excellent spirit was in him. Scripture did not say this Daniel distinguished himself because he did excellently well. He said because an excellent spirit was on him. Do you see the difference? So excellence is not something that you do. Excellence is a spirit. And this year you must work with the spirit of excellence if you're going to break new ground. See, the world is looking for answers. There's so many problems, there's so many challenges in the world that we are currently in. They are looking for answers. And guess what the scripture says in Micah chapter 4 verse 4. Let's quickly read it. Micah chapter 4 verse 1. It says, now it shall come to pass in the later days. This is the days. It says that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. And it shall be exalted above the hills and people shall flow to it. Why are people flowing to it? It says, many nations shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. Why are the people coming to the mountain of the Lord? Because they are looking for answers. They are looking for the superior ways. They are looking for superior solutions. They've tried everything, but they still don't know. So it's the spirit of excellence that is upon us as the king, as the children of the king, that will make us, that will make the nations flow into us. That will make the nations come looking for us because we have the answers. I mean, the story of Bishop Oedeko comes to my mind. I went to Covenant University. Any Covenant University? People in the house. Ha, ah, nobody. Okay, like only if people are here. <laughs> so, you know, anytime I think about that man, I'm just like, wow, who builds a church in a forest in Ota? And every Sunday, thousands of people are going there. What are they looking for? Answers. What is drawing them to a village in Ota? People travel from the abroad to go to a place inside a village in Ota. Looking for what? Answers. So this year you must stay and ask the spirit of excellence, who is the person of the Holy Spirit, that I'm not going to leave you oh, until you pour on me and overwhelm me with the spirit of excellence, that everything I do will show forth your excellence. I usually say, you know, people say, oh, Funda, you this, you know, your work is good, your work is excellent, it's true. But if you remove the Holy Spirit from me, you just really see how olodo I am. I'm not really that smart. I'm not really that. It's the spirit of excellence. So people can look at you and look at your work and look at your ministry, look at your business, whatever it is you're doing. There's just something different that they cannot even explain it. There's just something different about you. It's the spirit of excellence. So it's not just, it's not just you. Working hard, trying hard. Yes, you work hard, but that spirit of excellence is what will draw people to you. Is what will draw the nations to you. Okay, let me quickly watch. So we've talked about bold. We've talked about rest. Talked about excellence. Now, a attitude. 
Philippians 4 verse 13. We all know the scripture. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I love it so much. Because scripture does not say I can do a few things. It knows I can do some things. I can do little things. It says, I can do all things. That's the attitude you must have. The can-do attitude. Pay anything, no. As long as God has sent me to do it, I can do it. Anything this year wants to bring my way, I can overcome it. Any challenge, I can solve it. Any problem, I have the solutions. So that is the attitude you must have. If you're going to break new ground, you cannot have a defeatist attitude. And you say you want to break new ground. Mm -mm. You cannot have the Gideon attitude. I say, ah, you know me, I'm just small. I cannot really do this, you know. I can't do it. You must, you must leave that attitude. I can do all things through Christ. I love David. I mean, look at David. He was a young, small, winkly boy like me. And he saw this big giant. David did not, you know, I mean, that was the Old Testament. Was, Jesus had no evil come. But David was bold enough to face Goliath. His big brothers, all of them, they were chickening out. But David said, ah, who is this uncircumcised villain? Spirit of boldness can't do. One, he was like a lizard in front of the giant. But he said, he looked at it and he, he was not even looking at the size of the giant, he was looking at the size of his God. He said, I can do it through Christ who strengthens me. That's the attitude we must have. If you're going to break new ground, because see, there are Goliaths, there are mountains we must conquer, there are challenges that we would face. But you will look at the mountain and say, I can bring this mountain down through Christ. I can do this thing. Is it an exam you're trying to? I can pass this exam. I did my ICANN in 2011. I read accounting in Covenant University. And there's one in my family that's been writing ICANN since maybe when I was six, seven. I had not passed the ICANN exam when I finished school. So that thing stayed in my brain. But I looked at this exam. I did not want to, you know, I'd finished school. I remember that when I was in my final year, what I wanted to do was be a makeup artist. Imagine, I went to school four years, I read accounting, and my family, I just wanted to be a makeup artist. So, and my family were like, we will need makeup artists, you want to be painting face. <laughs> so I just said, this, I decided I must do my eye can. I said, this eye can do. I just want to do it to, you know, give them back their certificates. So I looked at the eye can. I said, this I can. I, myself, I can. I can do it. And guess what? I passed in one sitting. I read though. I did overnight. I read, prepared. But I said to myself, and it's so interesting. I mean, when I was doing my icon lesson, I was playing because you know I was just learning makeup. So I was, me and my friend, I'll be doing makeup for my friend in class. I'll be just sit at the back. The lecturer thought I was more serious. But when it was time for exam, I locked myself in the room. I read, I bore past questions. Holy Spirit, though, I can. Show me the question. And it's so interesting that most of the questions I prepared were the questions that came out in the exam. I passed in one sitting. Me too, I can. So you will look at whatever challenge, whatever mountain in front of you. I can do it through Christ who strengthens me. That's the attitude that we must have. The can do. So this year, we are not going to chicken out. We are not going to let fear keep us in bondage. Scripture says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Power. 
You know, these are the days, scripture says, I was reading the scripture, rather, this scripture has been ruminating in my mind recently. Scripture says that the scripture that says, in the days of his power, his people will be willing. These are the days of his power. See, it's a, enough of all this nominal Christianity where, not, you know, you are just, you just go to church, you come back, you, you know, you are just good. You must showcase his power. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. The spirit of the one that raised Christ from dead is living inside of you. Do you know how powerful you are? Do you understand the power that you carry? And you, you know you guys don't understand. Like the spirits that raised Christ from dead. How does it live inside of you? You don't believe it enough. That's why you've not encountered this power. You don't believe it enough. If you truly believed it, not, nothing, nothing must die in my hand. Nothing dies in my hand. Nothing. I cannot be doing something and it will fail. No. I cannot be in an organization and I will not be the best person there. Mm-mm. My light must shine because the power of the Holy Spirit is in me. I carry him everywhere I go. It must show. Do you see? So it's because we don't believe it enough. We just read that scripture. The power that raised Christ from death is that okay. Mm-mm. If you really believe it and you understand who you are and what is inside of you, you will not live ordinary life. You will not be ordinary. So you must believe it. And you must leave it. So yes, that attitude. And you know, when you understand what you carry, when you understand the power that you carry, it just, it just puts you on a different pedestal. Some people can say, see, the truth is, until people say that your own is too much, you've not started. Until people start to say, ah, you this funto, you carry Jesus on your head too much, you've not even started. Because they, they must say it, that you are too much. Because the power that in you, it cannot be contained. It's not a power that, you know, you just hide and you, mm-mm. People said of Jesus that his own was too much. The religious people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they did not like him. So the religious people too, they must not like me. If they like me, something is wrong. If me and an unbeliever, we are beginning to have the same, the same, um, the same views on certain issues. Something is not okay. That we are beginning to agree that, okay, you know, it's all, all this, maybe all these gay people, it's true, let's love them, God loves them. Uh-uh. Something is not, is not right. They must say that your own is too much. They must, they must, this one, that's it, they must say that, no, 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 this is not how we do it. Like, you know, in, this, in these times, as Christians, you know, we must just love God. You know, people are okay with, oh, you just love God. But the moment you start to mention Jesus and you start to carry Jesus on your head, they don't like it. They now start to say you are invading their privacy. You must invade their privacy. You must invade it. Because you, you know, the power in you, the Holy Spirit in you, is so, it compels you so much that it makes you, what, what, it makes you see the, see people beyond, that's why scripture says that no, no, no man according to the flesh. So you see their souls, you meet somebody and he's not a born again, born again, he's not, he's not a believer. The first thing you are thinking of, this person is going to perish. Your mind is conditioned like that because of the power that you, this person is going to perish. And because you don't want this person to perish, you must invade his privacy because you don't want him to perish. Do you understand? It's the spirit in you that would help you do that. 
So we must have the candle spirit, boldness, rest, excellence, attitude, and finally, K, kingdom first. These are the days of the kingdom. You must do the kingdom first. You must do the bid of the king first. You know, as most Christians, when we give our life to Christ, you know, we give our life to Christ, we declare that, you know, Christ is our savior and our Lord. What usually happens is that we give him the savior part. Like, oh yes, you've saved my life. Thank you, God. But that Lord part, you leave it out. You are still the Lord of your life. You are still calling the shots. You are still deciding by yourself what the things that you want to do. See, in this time, you must really break ground. And you must really take territory for the king. It's not about you and your ambitions and your dreams and your agenda. It's about what the king wants to do. What does the king want to do? And how do I align? So these are the times where we surrender our dreams. We surrender our plans. We surrender our ambitions. And say, God, here I am. What would you have me do? Where would you have me go? Send me. These are the days for absolute surrender to his will. You know, what is usually holding most of us back is that somehow at the back of our mind, maybe from, you know, how they used to preach Jesus to us in Sunday school growing up, you usually go up thinking that, you know, God's plans for us, uh, you know, God just wants you to be a preacher in one mina, in one village in mina. You know, God doesn't really have grand plans for you. He just wants you, you know, live a very pious life. But that's a lie. God, scripture says that my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth. So, so see, no matter how grand you think your plans are for your life, it can never be quarter of the plans God has for you already. If you like, plan, do all the vision board, cut the school of Harvard, cut um, all the billionaires, paste them all over your room. All of that is tiny compared to the plans God has for you. So if you like, oh, do everything. Cut all the pictures from Forbes magazine. See yourself, you know, receiving Forbes award. All of that can still not compare to his thoughts and his plans for you. So whose thoughts would you rather have? Yours or God? So in this time, we lay down all those, our dreams, all our plans, and you come with the posture of saying, Lord, this is me. Where would you have me go? Send me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.